Afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a, another edition, 10 Things Friday. Uh, everything you need to know, retail technology and the future. Um, week episode 27 um, of, the, um, of the show. Uh, Rumour has it, Dim, we will be getting released from the penal colony of Victoria, or at least our um, exercise yard um, will be extended beyond five kilometres. I don't know. I don't know what you're hearing on, on the grapevine, but, um, yeah, we, we shall see. Um, how look, was your week, Dim? How was your week, Dim? And, and what did you uh, see look, in, in around the joint? Yeah, around the joint. Uh, look, first of all, a special thank you and hello to all our basketball friends. Uh, at large, the ones that we can't play basketball with. And you're right, I have got a good authority that the length of the chain by which each of us is attached to our house will be extended this weekend. So you're going to have to carry it a bit further. This is at the back of Victoria recording less COVID new cases that than balloons in the sky behind me. The balloons in the sky behind me, for those that listen to the broadcast at three, Victoria today recorded two COVID cases. So let's be very clear here. We're talking about good 8 million people, two. Mm. Two cases, 8 million people, we are still homebound. Mm. Right, now what's happening this week? Well, look, I, we, spoke, we, we, we talk a lot about, uh, uh, we'll start with our regular retail beat. And, and we talk a little bit, uh, a lot about Amazon and, you know, like uh, Walmart, the globals. And mm -hmm. now, uh, sometimes I, I hope people don't misinterpret this in somehow us advertising it. We just find it interesting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these are the people that are pushing the envelope and they are the innovators. You know, you, you and I, like everybody else, probably just go down the road and shop from calls Woolworths and Aldi at the same time as well as Amazon. So just a little disclosure here or kind of like a, a bit of a fence around this. Having said that, though, Amazon had Prime Day this week. Two days uh, of extra promotions. Uh, and some of the items were very, very good to the extent. They were. To the extent that for the first time ever, and I don't know if this is the thin edge of the whatever it is, um, I ordered grocery from Amazon. Now, not broccoli and fresh. I was going to say fresh, you know, not fresh. No, no, no. You can't buy fresh from them. Uh, you know, your, your stock standard uh, pantry sort of lo long-lasting mm. items. You know, okay. your your pasta, your cleaner, or whatever it was. You know, the long cling film. You know that thing mm. you, you use in Vasco. So, um, Amazon had Prime Day. I think that is going to set the example and ultimately will result in killing Black Friday. Yes. Uh, because for a while now, Black Friday has been too close to Christmas on, on all accounts. And last year, more than anything else, I think we saw how Black Friday actually to some extent cannibalized Christmas in a large way. So I think with Prime Day, Amazon is, has decided that Black, Black Friday is too late and ultimately will kill it. Mm. To the extent that not only Amazon put Prime Day on, but they forced Walmart to respond. Um, so, you know, you, 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 on Amazon, you got spend 10, get 10. Uh, that's in, in Prime Day in the US, which is, I mean, you know, like spend 10, spend 10, get 10. That's 50% discount on everybody's uh, thing. Um, and 
uh, Walmart, at the back of that, uh, announced Black Friday-like savings on thousands of items. So I think this will be the year where the majors jumped the gun, executed, mm. and the, the rest of it will be left wondering whether Black Friday will even be an event. Now, I, I still think it will work out this year, mm. uh, but um, I, can, I can now see how Black Friday may not be the event that it used to be moving forward. Uh, you yeah. hear it uh, here first, and uh, this is Retail Big 10 Things Friday. <laughs> the source of so many predictions this year that have come true. I mean, a strike rate is just extraordinary. The um, it, It's a little bit like when the shop across the road has a sale and then you need to have a sale if you're, you know, to, um, um, and then what that, does is it has that effect of bringing more people to the area and everyone benefits um, because all the shops are having a sale, but uh, um, it, it kind of is like that effect, isn't it? So I agree with you. I think that that will be the point. All of the majors, all of the, the competition will, will have to um, compete and, uh, yeah, it, that'll be the day. Call it Prime Day, whatever, but... Uh, I mean, um, you see, this is the thing about right? because if it's called Prime Day, mm-hmm. then you now have a global event that's associated with a single with brand. brand. Isn't that great? Yeah. I mean, um, catch. Well, I mean, you think that each of those those um, players will, will, you know, tie, you know, call it something else, but yeah, it'll be called Prime Day. Um, so yeah, it will, I think it will, I think it will become Prime Day, and and uh, uh, you know, while Prime. Could be a number or, or uh, a mm. ranking. Mm. Uh, it, it is also going to be uh, known as as that. So, I haven't we haven't had a chance to absorb any uh, any outcomes, any results out of that, like how sales went and all of that. But considering that, even I, the Luddite, the old-fashioned guy, uh, bought groceries out of uh, out of the big bad A zone. Yes, that that says something. That's, that's, yeah, I mean, it, that's the start. That's the tip, isn't it? Tip of the iceberg. Uh, I wonder I wonder whether this is the tip of the iceberg. I wonder whether this is downhill from here on. <laughs> I wonder. I really wonder. And, 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 and I mean, that also forced a little bit more of a, and in, in, in that experience, you know, that sort of one-click experience, hmm. um, there were also, also a couple of other uh, uh, smaller bits, but things that make you kind of, think about differently a little bit about how some of these things work. You know, in the vast majority of cases, you know, grocers still continue to think about online shopping as filling a basket. Mm. But, you know, once you're given, once you are given choices uh, and delivery options and it's all transparent, you know, actually it's no longer a basket because what, what I order, I don't actually expect it to, you know, what I order, some of the stuff I ordered would last six months. Yeah. Whether it arrives today, tomorrow, next week, or the, the beginning of the following week, it makes no difference to anyone. And if you're giving it to me with 50% discount on what is already a better price than anybody else can give me for free delivery, I don't care no. when it arrives. No, that's right. Yeah? Yep. So, so the basket is no longer something that needs to be filled you know, with a shopping list immediately. If you have the tech and, and the nuance and you prefer to put good value in front of the customer, they'll go, great, give me those on Tuesday. I'll take those on Wednesday. By the way, 
you know, no, no, those ones I want Monday, so I'll pay extra. Mm. Um, how yeah. great is that? Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, increasingly customers just don't want to hear about your the delivery problem, do they? Like they just no. want it, you know. Like and um, different, as you say, different items uh, have different immediacy needs. But uh, in the end, just just don't tell me that it's going to be three weeks or you know that I need to have a slot or just just make it convenient and give it to me. Um, yeah, that's right. Just just make it convenient, give me and give me a couple of choices. Say, well, you want quicker? Yeah, okay, great. Mm-hmm. You know, um, or you know, it's prime. It doesn't matter. I'll get to you as quickly as I can. You, you know, what I mean? yeah. and when you live to that promise, uh, and and you have the, the the systems and the process and the commitment to that promise, and you live up to the promise, customer trusts you. Uh, it's that's very true. Very good. All right. So that's the uh, that's the beat. Um, I've got a real mishmash of stuff for Ten Things Friday in my five things. Um, I'm not really sure where I'm going to start. I might start with um, uh, with uh, ger- generative adversarial networks, Tim. Um, so <laughs> we, we go in. I think we've done. Have we done generative adversarial networks before? Gan. Oh, I think I think I think, I think you might there. have touched it. I've, I've, touched I've, on it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting into this. Deep. We, yeah. we didn't go deep. We're going to get deeper talked, on this. We talk about we talked about networks that train and untrain networks. Yeah. Networks that actually generate and train material for other networks to be trained. That's have it. I got that right? You have, and um, uh, we so we've, we've been we've been talking about GPT three, but th- th- this GAN stuff has caught my eye, and. Um, so NVIDIA released a, um, out of their research labs, they do some cool things, NVIDIA. They're a, a graphics card manufacturer, but they, they do, um, uh, you know, uh, other things. And what they've done is, so if you think of video calls, so like this Zoom call right now, um, what, the way it works is it sends um, encoded frames to the recipient and typically those image frames via a codec called H264. Um, They're quite data heavy, right? So it's quite data heavy. So what NVIDIA have done is if they've replaced the codec with a neural network and managed to reduce the required bandwidth by Mm 99.9%. So what they do is they replace the full video frames with neural data. So what it does is it first sends a reference image of the caller And then instead of sending a stream of images, it sends a stream of reference points on the eyes, nose and mouth. And then the neural network works out the rest um, based on what happens. And so it it combines the, um, the reference image with the reference points to reconstruct subsequent images. Um, which is it's it's very very cool now just thinking as i'm talking here Dim, it does look like you've completely frozen but i'm just going to carry on um and yeah so i I thought that that was very cool all right we've lost him and and i'm i will pause the the call just at this point and uh try and recover the uh technical situation are you back oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay good 
Right. So um, I'm not sure how much you got there, Jim, but that was the GAN um, uh, NVIDIA um, call. I, I think you're going to see that tech in all of the um, Zoom teams everywhere else. Um, what it does give rise to is it, it you know, it, you can have that the deep fake problem. So if I'm not actually sending yeah. encoded images and I'm sending reference points, I can actually make myself look like anything. Um, but that's, yeah, that's so correct. there you go. That's correct. That, that uh, look, was, I mean, that, again. That, that's been around, that, that's been around for a while, you know, compression, which is effectively compression, right? I mean, this is that if I understood what you said, it's a red compression effectively. Well, it's not compressed because I'm actually not sending the images at all. So I'm sending the reference. but it, it's, and then it's I'm, the I'm using problem. AI to reconstruct yeah. it. Um, yeah. But this is the ultimate in, in compression, right? Where you, you, you only uh, send what is necessary for it to be reproduced on, on the other side, right? I mean, that's, that's, kind, right. Of yeah, that's yeah. kind of the ultimate in, that's kind of the ultimate in compression. So yeah, uh, very, very smart stuff. Very good. Um, well, I'm on to bots today. So we have a, a chef bot, we'll have a trick bot and we'll have a tweet bot. So I'm, I'm on to bots today. And, you know, if anyone else knows of any other bots, we'll do that. This is interesting. It's, it's, it's called the chef bot. And basically what you do is you kind of open your fridge door. Mm. You take a picture of the stuff you got in there. You upload it onto the retailers, in this case, Kroger's in the US uh, app, uh, website or whatever it is. And they identify what you got in your fridge and what is a good recipe to use that stuff alongside with some other stuff you may need for the recipe. It's How like the surprise chef. Remember that Aristos? The surprise yes. chef. Yes. That's yeah, right, Aristos. Yeah. You know, they, he, he, you know uh, Aristos still has runs a, a restaurant <laughs> south of Perth. We, we stopped there on our way down to, to Margaret River. So, um, yeah, yeah okay. Aristos. I, I, we used to have, uh, you know, back in the days we used to travel. Mm. Aristos used to run a couple of places in Perth, Australia. He's a, he's a solid guy. And uh, uh, even though I think he, he got caught still in crab or lobster somewhere. But yes, <laughs> so the Kroger, the Kroger chef bot. Right. Um, you, and this is the idea of eliminating waste. So, you know, like uh, now you can imagine here what's going to happen. You know, you open your fridge and there's butter and mm. eggs and sugar and, you know, like, I mean, a cake mm. will arrive out of that. So, but this is their idea of eliminating waste. I think it's, I think it's really clever. I think it's really smart. And we'll put a little video uh, on, uh, um, on, uh, on our uh, website so people can go and have a bit of a look. I think the people behind this uh, are people called uh, Coffee Labs and an AI company called Clarify, as in FAI. So mm. we'll put some of that. Um, but, you know, 2,000 items, uh, can recognize 2,000 items and uh, delivers to 20,000 recipes. That's pretty good. That is um, good. It's very cool. Yeah, that, that, is, that is very cool. I think it's very cool. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I can't quite download here because it's in a, in a different, uh, in a different jurisdiction, but uh, you never know. Maybe, maybe one of the locals can decide to put a chef for that. Anyway, very clever. Right. Nice. Okay, uh, number chef bot. chef bot number three, number four. Um, the new models of iPhone got released uh, this week. Uh, iPhone 12, oh, four new models. Um, 
Yeah, probably a few call-outs. So 5G was the main focus. Um, mm -hmm. Now, you know, how, you know, much of a um, importance that is really in, um, in terms of the flagship feature of, of this version of iPhone, I, I'm, I, I'm a bit, you know, nonplussed. The other bit was the so there's four four models so the iphone 12 12 mini 12 pro and 12 pro max um there's a lot of discussion out on the interwebs about the pro max camera just being out of this world it actually has built-in lidar um and uh, so if you are an uh, aspiring photographer or are a photographer the uh, the 12 pro max camera is actually um uh, it, it is something um, very, very cool. What, what I the, probably the most interesting thing that I, I saw was they've actually created a whole new ecosystem around this thing called MagSafe. So, what it is is it's leveraging the magnets on the phone to you know clip in cases to connect like um, credit card holders, lenses. Uh, other things to your phone um, and so what you can see is a whole bunch of different accessories being created mm. and so what Apple's done is they've actually created a whole new ecosystem around this thing called MagSafe um, which I think is pretty cool uh, but yeah so so that was probably yeah that was my read from the iPhone uh, release um, yeah. That's interesting. It, it all it almost bypassed. It's almost almost bypassed me the release because, you know, now now it's a kind of virtual event of some sort. You get an email, but they don't tell you what it is. You kind of go, oh, well, hmm. and then I think there's also something here commercially. And I, I sort of thought about it about twelve months ago, and I'll come to it in a minute. And then I got the odd uh, spam SMS about me winning an iPhone, oh. which again because congratulations, because so frequent. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> That's that's how that's how it works. That's how I, I get to know about things. You know, people send me uh, a spam SMS about me when I, that's kind of how I suspected something like that happened. But it's interesting that one one of the things that I noticed about a year ago, at least in the Australian context, I don't know whether the rest of the world works like that. You know, the uh, iPhones at least they, there's no longer sweet sweet deals where you know you get the phone as part of the plan. You know, the the telcos moved away at least here down under. The telcos moved away from uh, offering a deal, which effectively meant you get a, a reasonable hefty discount on the phone. Now, effectively, anything you do is you just pay for the phone. You know, I mean, they yeah. may finance it in some sort of fancy way, but ultimately, you just pay for the device. Mm. Um, I think that means that the telcos lost interest in that. Uh, and I noticed that we haven't updated iPhones for two years now. Yeah, and, and I can't see the reason why we will we will take the twelve on either. No, uh, and, and that's the to, thing. That just goes to show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and 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 the thing about five G. I mean, what does it really give you above what you've already got with four G? I mean, once you're able to stream videos and you know do whether it's four G or five G, the data cap still you know it retains. Um, how how much faster do you really need it? Um, so I don't know. I don't think that's a killer feature in, in for this context for the consumer. Um, 
and uh, yeah, because there's nothing really new that I get. But I agree. Yeah. Why? Why is there anything there that would make me go out and buy the new well, iPhone? Well, the, the, this is not. the thing, right? There, the, mm. there is nothing there, right? And like I said, we we haven't, you know, back then in the day, we were like I said, there was some commercial, some some incentive to get the newer phone because there was, you know, then you would go and do it. Now, now there's no incentive. You know, like you, you're only gonna get a new phone if the old one stops working and. Uh, yep. The way our, our, our household runs phones, you know, we, we, we've got all of them, like I think from mm. whenever they started and, you know, some of them being used with some foreign country SIM cards and some of them be used as remote controls for, you know, you know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. throw them away. No. Um, I can see, you know, 5G phone becoming an alternative server to NBN. Like something that works. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You can you can see that you know five G on top of a what is effectively a hundred megabit uh, 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 Wi-Fi that now their new phones support. You can see you can mm. buy an iPhone and there's your uh, there's your uh, uh, home yeah. your home router. You know, all in one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and how oh, and it works. Oh, that's interesting. That's very good. Very good. It's faster than what you oh. Oh, oh, cheaper. There you go. Oh, well, good. Right. Uh, Number five. What do you got? From the chef bot, we're going to the trick bot. Mm. Now, the trick bot is, is actually ransomware. You know, it's one of those nasty things that gets into your system and does things to your data, and then they ask you to pay lots and lots of money yep. to um, uh, give you your data back or whatever they give you to do. You know, I mean, ultimately, yeah. A criminal activity. Now, what I picked up this week, and again, this happens in the context of U.S. elections, computers, and all of that, is uh, a court in the U.S. actually allowed Microsoft to go and seize actual computers running uh, TrickBot, mm. but not on the basis of TrickBot being a threat, uh, malware, ransomware. But on the basis that TrickBot violates Microsoft copyright. Right. Okay. So, so there is a, a, there's a million computers, uh, this is an estimate, infected with, with TrickBot. Mm. And while it doesn't quite do that, you know, it, it can't be used to do all sorts of things, right? Um, and the court didn't sort of assess the, the threat but they've listened to Microsoft saying that actually they're using part of our copyright code. <laughs> that TrickBot is using Microsoft code, yeah, which they have to for them to be malicious and, and in the inner workings of the thing. And therefore violate copyright law. And they've got a, a Eastern, uh, Eastern District of Virginia court to allow them to go and actually seize the assets. They actually seize... The, the, the computers that the software is running on. I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was another, yet another, um, another new, you know, um, how yeah. you can now proactively go and say, sorry, your computer is running ransomware. I'm going to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting. Ah. It's very interesting. Not, not that it's posing threat to whatever it is. No, yeah. no, no. You, you copyright, you, you violate in copyright law. I'm going to take it, uh, or, or you remove it. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, that's the 
the thing. So I thought that was, I, I had to read the articles twice to actually get to the bottom of this. And it might be a bit esoteric for a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, in Melbourne, Australia. But I think it's very interesting. What a world we live in. Very- um, well, um, speaking of um, <laughs> speaking of what what a world we live in, uh, this one I couldn't. It, it's not really anything to do with. Well, maybe it's the future. Um, but uh, I, this article around uh, Brigham Young University. Um, Utah, so, Salt Lake City. Right. Okay. Yes. So, so I'll read this. Good now. school. So, but good school. Good school. By the way. Okay, well, let's let's just hold that judgment. Um, local <laughs> plasma centers in Idaho near um, uh, BYU here offered to pay extra for donations um, for those who have recovered. So, what they do, right? Okay, sorry, sorry, I didn't quite set that up. So, there's a company called BioLife in Ammon that pays two hundred dollars per blood plasma donation for the first two weeks from someone who was previously positive from the virus. So what they do, these plasma centres, they pay extra for those who have recovered from COVID-19 and have the antibodies um, in their blood plasma. So they're, they're paying people to uh, donate um, their blood plasma, right? They'll pay $200. <laughs> So guess what mm-hmm. happens next with the university students at BYU? Yep. <laughs> so they believe... They all get infected. <laughs> they all get infected with COVID so they can go and get the money from the plasma. So there is a mass outbreak in BYU of students who are getting deliberately getting infected by COVID so that they can claim the $200 by donating their blood plasma. <laughs> I thought that's just brilliant. Isn't that brilliant? What a world we live in. I mean, we are actually creating incentives to contract COVID in the US. That's where we're at. Um, so there you go. That was uh, that's uh, the uh, the state of our um, our US friends. It's uh, um, obviously a lot going on there at the moment, but uh, I thought that was a cracker. Well. I mean, there is there is evidence uh, in, in some form or another. European countries have been doing that. They've been treating they've been treating uh, uh, very sick COVID people with plasma that contains antibodies from previously infected people. I mean, that's that's actually you know, I don't know if it's I'm not a doctor, but I, I understand people are doing that, and it, it, it is it is successful. So you know, um, oh wow. Wow. Well, look, um, uh, yeah, the land of the free, the land of the entrepreneurs. I mean, next thing, you know, they'll probably uh, become a public, uh, a public listed company with an IPO of $40 billion because there's no reason for it. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, the, the mind boggles. I mean, speaking of the mind boggles, here's one for you, right? And I don't know, like, I, Maybe this is not new, but it was definitely new to me, and uh, 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 it, it certainly triggered my interest. So, uh, there, there is a fast food chain that offers a coupon, like a discount coupon. Here's the trick: every time that coupon gets retweeted, 
the value, the discount value of that coupon increases. That's cool. What a great so this idea. Is a, What's this, this bot? Is, is this a bot? No, it's tweet, not a bot. Uh, that's a tweet bot. It's a tweet that's bot. A t- that's tweet what bot. I call it. Tweet bot. Uh, that's, what, that's what I'm calling it. I'm calling mm. it the tweet bot. I mean, I, mm. you know, humans are involved, obviously, here, but that's what I call it, the mm. tweet bot. So, I, so, so, no, when that, does it, so when does it get to zero then? So the discount just keeps going up, does it? So 1%, 2%, uh, 3%. Yeah, so some people, so so after 10, after 10,000 retweets, you get 30% off. That is cool. Uh, Viral, viral, now, it, it, viral tweeting. I think, yeah, I think I think the way uh, they limit the the value of that is that it needs to happen within twenty four hours. Like it needs to be retweeted and redeemed within twenty four hours. So there's a there's a time limit mm. uh, uh, for that. But you know, potentially, you know, if you organize yourself really well and you're very popular and or whatever. Cable with Twitch, you can get free breakfast now at Wendy's. I'll give you that. Not, or, or not right yeah, okay. This I was going to say. Or Nando's. Shout out to my uh, friends at Nando's. That that would be a good. Um... Uh, 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 absolutely, mm. uh, absolutely. I mean, I haven't seen it on our shores, mm. and this is where Wendy's and Uber Eats together. Mm. Uh, this is a combo deal. So you you put the coupon on, you keep retweeting, and then eventually. Uh, you get uh, you get a discount based on the number of retweets. Uh, I thought that was uh, sensational. Yeah, that, that is awesome. I like that. I, I, I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna tell my I'm gonna tell my friends that. Um, my. I, I also uh, wondered also. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, the, the way I thought about this is not so much about the the discount retweeted value, but I'm I was thinking about this as as a way of fundraising. So you know. People less fortunate than us that do mm. need meals, you know how you can actually uh, use this as a way of shouting somebody a meal uh, w- without necessarily knowing who they are. But you know, just start actually shouting somebody a meal, and you know, yeah. you do something for the brand. And so I, I thought, I thought, you know, if you can monetize the number of tweets, you know, like it's kind of like monetizing the number of likes. You know what I mean? The number of cards. Now they did do a they did do a like like a a, a like last year, uh, but it wasn't quite uh, quite as such. Uh, this is uh, you know uh, very much on now. Now we, we're talking we're talking some of these things getting eighteen million retweets. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, yeah, the thing is, is with this is there's utility, the right? This year, yeah, yeah, there's utility mm. here though, right? Like that's the thing. I mean, it's not. Mm-hmm. The, so if I retweet, then that helps me get something. Like I, I actually can use that yeah, yeah, val- exactly. that barcode, that voucher, exactly. and I get my thirty percent exactly. off because that's what I want. I mean, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, just on you know to get kind of a bit food for thought, and we'll put the links up for uh, mm-hmm. uh, people to go and have a look. Uh, the the Uber Wendy's uh, partnership. Mm. Uh, meant that uh, Wendy's, which is a hamburger chain in the US, I don't know if it's in Australia, I think it's only in the US. No. Uh, yep. they, they doubled, they doubled, they doubled digital sales last quarter. Doubled. Doubled. Yeah. Did I say that? Yeah. Doubled digital sales. So. Um, so we had the chef bot, we had a trick bot, and that was a tweet bot. So I've done my, I've done my bot trifecta. Uh, that one was my favorite. I like that one. We're, we're gonna um, 
I'm going to use that one. Yep. Good. Excellent. Uh, okay. Uh, to bots, to um, dinosaurs, um, IBM, Dim, when was the last time you used IBM in any kind of coherent sentence? Probably 1984. <laughs> IBM. Uh, I think I used it in, in, you know, back then we used to call them the early PCs. We used to call them IBM compatible. That's it. IBM compatible. You know? Well, it, it, I just, compatible. It, it almost became a footnote in the news that they actually spun off their tradition. They've actually split into two businesses now. So they have split out their traditional infrastructure outsourcing business um, and they've got a, um, a new business which has the focus, which doesn't have a name yet, uh, that focuses mm-hmm. on the usual suspects, cloud and data and AI. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think this is kind of interesting. They're saying, well, we're going to focus on cloud. Now, the reality is there is no IBM cloud, right? They gave up on that dream a long time ago um, okay. in a race that's dominated by AWS, Google, Microsoft. So if, if someone says to you there's an IBM cloud, there's not. Like it doesn't exist. But what they do do, which their strategy is to get in front of the three clouds and sell and mm-hmm. call it an IBM cloud, um, mm-hmm. which is like a middleman kind of selling you, white selling you it's IBM cloud, but actually what it is is the ability to switch between the clouds and it's just fronting mm-hmm. AWS, Microsoft or, or Google. Um and so they're calling themselves a cloud provider um, uh, on that premise, which I kind of thought was interesting in their strategy. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the other reflection is, you know, when IBM was dominating, uh, they're, they're really a footnote at the moment. Um, I mean, what when you think of IBM, well, what do you think of really? I mean, and um, yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how they they try and uh, stay relevant in the um, in the current world. International business machines, yeah. For uh, uh, those of us that are old enough to know what IBM stands for, uh, interesting. I mean, you're right. Uh, in the world of ecosystems, frenemies, and competitors, you know, not everyone will survive. I I, I suspect. Um, I mean, but there, I also suspect there's quite a lot of IBM code out there. Uh, well, and, and big clients, there. right? Like big, big ingrained. Big accounts. Yeah. Mm. And so when you go and ask, well, I need a solution, you go to your IBM client rep who says, well, I'll sell you IBM Cloud, and uh, which is in effect an AWS back-ended thing with an IBM middleman. And, um, yeah, so those bigger clouds will continue to be IBM shops, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Are we happily on to number nine already? We're on number nine. Now, a bit of change of pace here and and a bit of a parochial subject uh, in the sense of being something local to the penal colony of, of... Victoria, do you think on, at Liberation Day we need to create a flag, like a new flag or fly the Eureka flag? What, what do we need to do on Liberation Day? Um, I'm l- looking for uh, suggestions. Um, 
I like two it. things. Yeah, Liberation uh, Day. Sunday. Sunday Liberation, Liberation Day. Day. Liberation Day, yeah. Like uh, Independence Day. Yeah. Well, that's a bit loaded, <laughs> but, you know. Um, the Cycling Victoria, uh, we, we spoke about this, and uh, uh, they've announced 100 kilometers of new and improved cycling routes across Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, a significant uh, significant investment, so that's excellent excellent news. Yeah, uh, we announced uh, here on this show. Events. Yep, first announced here on the show, and now the mm. government's catching up. So, um, uh, and and it is it is specifically to address travel, mm. like specifically you know with a focus to address commuting, not just the recreational cyclist and and so on and so forth. But what is even more, uh, I guess, uh, uh, pleasing for me uh, at any rate is that, you know, eventually we had to have COVID and we had to have everything else for Victoria to agree to catch up with the rest of the country now. Motorists in Victoria need to give a meter of clearance when overtaking a bicycle. And you go, a meter. A meter of clearance on roads with speed limits up to 60 kilometers an hour and meter and a half of clearance for above 60 kilometers an hour. Okay. Uh, now you go, and, and by the way, to be clear, that was the case in New Zealand for probably a decade now, I'm maybe exaggerating mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, and it's been the case for the rest of the country for, for quite a while. Victoria and TAC and Vic Roads and whoever else decides these things just decided to catch up with the rest of the country. So fellow motorists, fellow cyclists, a meter in most uh, lived areas, most uh, uh, metro areas, and a meter and a half in, in fast roads in the country, away wonder, from the cyclists. I wonder if that'll apply, I assume that'll apply to the micro-mobility once, you know, e-scooters, e-bikes, I assume that that will, we, yeah, you, you can see that that logic oh. can apply uh, apply going forward on that as well. I should hope so. Mm. So great, great news for Victorian cyclists, great news for uh, uh, Victorian uh, commuters, uh, great for the environment, great for everyone. So well, well done. Mm. Um, good to see, good to see we, we're catching up. And I mean, you never know, we might even be able to ride the bike for more than 5K from your home. No, really? Wow, jeez. Incredible. Incredible what they'll let us do in a modern Never know. Big Brother society. Excellent. All right. Uh, very good, Dim. Um, good news. So, well, and so my last one's based on my background, Qantas. Um, we're on a flight to nowhere. So what they're <laughs> offering is a seven-hour scenic tour for those that are missing flying. Um mm. It departs Sydney at 10.45 a.m. on a Saturday morning um, and you can fly at 38,000 feet going to Uluru, with Sundays, Gold Coast, Byron and uh, a couple of laps around Sydney Harbour. Um, selling 150 seats, so 787 bucks a pop. Woo! Um, 17... 100 or 1800 more or less for premium and then four grand for business class. Uh, Neil Perry inspired menu while you uh, circled the skies, Dim. And 
That's where we're at in the airline industry. We get, we go up and we go around in circles. Um, oh, Singapore dear. Airlines apparently have uh, similar um, flights available, but we can't, you know, we miss flying so much. We, we, we go up, we go around in a circle, and we come back down again. That, that's, that's where we're at. Well, uh, this is the day where uh, Australia has received their first uh, the first New Zealand uh, tourists ah, yes. in the country. Yes, yes, the bubble. Uh, on a plane, I assume. They didn't, they didn't swim across the... Uh, and we, did we predict bubbles again? Did we, did we say we did. something about we bubbles? Did. bubbles. Right, right, bubbles. Yeah, we did. Anyway, so some New Zealand tourists have arrived. I mean, this is almost like a, an anecdote, isn't it? Hey, look at that, a New Zealand tourist, or any tourist for that matter. And, uh, you know, the, the airline industry flying in circles. I like that. I think, I think I'm going to use that. I quite like that. I, I, I actually, uh, uh, while, uh, you know, Neil Perry with Don Perignon at four grand a pop at 38,000 feet may rock somebody's boat. I actually find the idea that you're going to get that thing up there and pollute uh, uh, the planet on a ride to nowhere and mm. flying in circles. I actually find that a bit, of, a, a bit objectionable. Almost find it unethical. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's, it's a good show. I, 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 I always try and offset my flying. Or when flying used to be allowed, used to be mm. a thing. Mm. Uh, and, you know, now that the fact that you get the damn thing up there, uh, only to burn some kerosene and, and just bring it down again, I'm not too sure about that. Well, on the upside, there's, what, 10% of all flight. I mean, there's no flights going anywhere at the moment, is there, in the world? So... Um, but yes, no, I, I think no, hopefully, no. hopefully well, in that it, four grand, hopefully it, in that four it, grand, there's a bit of a carbon offset. It, it, interesting, interesting you say that that there is no planes flying around the world. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, there's lots of apps. Go and have a bit of a look. Uh, okay. There, there is a black spot around Australia, like a blank kind of black spot around Australia. <laughs> a a cloud of, of darkness. Yeah. I don't think the rest of the world has stopped, my good friend. No, they're not. Uh, and, that, and that's similar. Like, you know, you, I was reading tweets about, was it Manchester? They're threatening to go to lockdown tier three. they got 26,000 cases a day or something like that. Um, and they're all worried about civil liberties. We shouldn't be locking down. This is robbery. And here we are at two cases a day, basically in equivalent of Alcatraz. Um yeah, I, I must say, even my father, who is uh, old and quite conservative and always very cautious, uh, you know, and, and he gives, when we talk on the phone and he keeps talking to me about the lockdown and all of that, when, when I mentioned to him, you know, that, you know, we had eight cases or, or, or 12 cases, there is a pose on the phone and he sort of wonders, what are you talking about here? Like, <laughs> like one in your street or... No, 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 no. Across the entire state, uh, and then he goes, "Well, yeah, but we, we've had we've had 357 yesterday down the road." So th th there is a proportionality thing here. Ah, look, it, it, it is what it is, and um, you know, there is there is uh, something uh, definitely uh, very rotten in the uh, kingdom of uh, Denmark. Um, so uh, as as uh, any any Shakespearean would know, so there's. Mm. Uh, this is taken out of Amlet, so there you go. <laughs>
Very good. Well, that uh, closes us out for another week, Dim. Uh, we shall see what the uh, restrictions, um, the unveiling on Sunday, and, and that will guide uh, the uh, future of 10 Things Friday, but we'll probably just kick on for a little bit longer. We'll see how we go. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, have, a, we'll have at least a closing episode, like a celebratory yeah. episode, where we'll invite all the contributors across everyone, have like a big party. Mm, uh, great uh, idea. And actually, uh, we'll have a big party in the yard <laughs> and we'll broadcast it live. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, All right. Let's well, see, have, let's a, see. have a great, great weekend, everyone. Um, we shall uh, we shall see you next week. weekend to everyone. Thank you for your support. Podcast is coming in the next couple of days. <laughs>